And throughout yesterday and even early this morning, the idea of thankfulness was upon me. And God has done so many things for us in these past days. And it, it moves so quickly that if we're not careful, it, it, those things, even though they've been imparted to us, they just kind of pass by. And um, if we learned anything from our study over this past couple of years, it is that when David particularly wrote, and so many times throughout the word, the necessity of thanks, giving thanks, is upon us. You know, David included with it uh, meditation. And um, we have to, uh, that, that was really good. Did you hear that amen there? Um, uh, we have to be careful to recall what God has given, especially when there are many variations of it that just come line upon line. And we need to offer thanks to him. And we need to be deliberate about it, not just something flippantly saying, oh, thanks, Lord, for that. Even though that's nice, it, the thanks in the Old Testament was a deliberation. It was a deliberative act. And um, we're going to look at two passages that are exactly the same from David. And he uses a derivative of, uh, well, he just flat uses yada for, the, for thanks. And that means conversing with God, spending time communing with him. Now, we talked about yada uh, on, uh, uh, let's see, when was it? <laughs> was it Friday? when we talked about the, develop, the three developments of wisdom. And we said that Solomon asked for wisdom and understanding, and he used that word mada, which is the, the personal, the very personal application of yada. And, and it's not used, that word's not used that many times, but it really speaks about um, making it an integral factor in you, to be commune, to... To have the desire to not just speak, but to go into the depths and, uh, with God. But then you see what we also looked at, dia in diat, which is the feminine and the masculine derivative of yada. And whenever you find a, a masculine or a feminine, the feminine receives and you embrace for the purposes of acclimating. And in linguistics, the masculine is more of a functional thing. And um, it doesn't mean that women are only able to receive and the men do. That's, that's not what it means. But in some ways, when linguistics, whether there was some chauvinism involved, I don't know, probably. But in linguistics, you had to have some capacity to, to say, okay, when you're using this word, you want to be receptive with it. And when you're using the word in this way, you want to act on it. And so that's really... Um, it would have been, to me, better if they had just said, uh, instead of masculine and feminine, if they just said, okay, come up with a term, a a action, action tense or, or receptive tense. But even in our languages today, I mean, you, you French, I mean, one of the big things that I hear you've got to know is what's the masculine, what word is masculine, what word's feminine, you know, boat is masculine, boat is feminine, the store is this, the store is that, and you've got to know them, and if you don't know them, I was talking to a, an, English, uh, an American guy who pastors in Paris, and he was saying that 
he had learned a lot of the language, but he still kept messing up with the, um, is that right, Julia? He, with, the, with the masculine feminine, and um, he, he felt really ignorant when he did that. So hopefully, after all these years, he's gotten a little better. I, I'm not faulting him. But um, you, find, you find that with yada, you have the concept of communication, conversation. And you have, uh, uh, you, and it's kind of an all, when you say that, it's all encompassing of whether it's mada, dia, dia, or the other uh, derivatives. So when, when David uses yada to speak about thanks in the two passages we're going to read, he's saying that when you give thanks, you need to, you need to really not just list it out, but talk with the Lord about what he's done he wants that and it's not just because now rephrase it's not because he is needing a pat on the back it's because there is something that happens between that interchange that solidifies and accesses the vitality of what he has done and so you you miss out on a lot of the blessing if you aren't moving in thanksgiving or thanks um, and then I think that praise is primarily a proactive a going forward um, so often in church you know we say well I just praise the Lord and we really should be saying I thank the Lord because of something that's already been done now you can praise him for that in the, the effect that he's always providing but we've really tried over these past two years to um, to incorporate thanks and praise to God because it's so vital. I mean, it is absolutely vital. Let's read um, two passages, one from 2 Samuel 22 and one from Psalm 18, where David basically says verbatim the same thing. We're going to read both of them just for effect. So uh, 2 Samuel 22, beginning at verse 46. I have it on my phone here, but I'm going to read it on the screens. Strangers shall fade away, and they shall be afraid out of their close places. You think there are any people afraid in their close places today? Man, I think so. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the Lord of the rock of my salvation. It is God that avengeth me, and brings down the people under me, and that bringeth me forth from mine enemies. Thou hast also lifted me up on high above them that rose up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore I will give yada unto thee, O Jehovah, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. He is the tower of salvation for his king, and he shows mercy, chesed, to his anointed, unto David, and to his seed forevermore. Scott, can we go ahead and do Psalm 18 as well. This is David again, and he's saying the exact same thing with just a couple of variations. The strangers shall fade away and be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. It is God that avengeth me and subdueth the people unto me. He delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou liftest me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. 
Therefore will I give Yada unto thee, O Jehovah, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. Great deliverance gives he to his king, and shows mercy. That means he is giving strategic commune and directives to his anointed, to David and to his seed forevermore. Praise God. I, I just think that is such a, a word for us in this hour. And I was thinking in reflection upon this past week, the things that God has done in the midst of this very challenging time in this nation and in the nations of the world. But for us here as saints, we have a lot to be specifically thankful for and to commune with God about it. And I'm just going to walk through a few of these. You're going to, as you commune with God, think of many, many others. But, you know, the preparation for this time and what God said he was going to do as um, we were talking before uh, this message began, you know, God did everything he said he was going to do. Not failing in one thing, and even the adjustments we had to make allowed us to enjoy other things that we hadn't anticipated beforehand. You know, God said before this time that this would be the most strategic seminar we have known. And I believe that. And that was quite a statement. You know, because we've had some some big times in the Lord, but God has earmarked this time for a significant thing. We fasted in unusual ways in the months leading up to this time. And God was really preparing us for something that he chose to tell us what he was going to do, but he didn't tell us all the things we were going to be facing. God's that way, you know. He loves us suddenly. And, and I think one of the reasons he doesn't tell us a lot of things in specifics is so that he knows we're going to be able to hear from him and adjust if we're listening. But he doesn't want to tip the enemy off. Okay, they, you know, we don't want to announce drawdowns. We don't want to announce the troops are going to be moving two weeks from now. We don't want to do that. That just lets them strengthen their defenses. God loves the suddenly. And so um, we've seen amazing things. And I think, Father, that even the way is painful as this was in a number of ways where our own congregation here in Dallas was restricted from being here it did allow you to establish footholds in their homes that would not have happened in the way they are happening now had this not occurred you know the enemy comes in one way there's a sevenfold return coming and so we're very thankful for for this and you know I think that um, even, even the plethora of insights that he brought to us, where, where he just illuminated grace and wisdom in, a, in, an, in an elevated way, and then this whole concept of the thesaurus in heaven, the heavens are opening to us in ways that are more expanded than anything we've known. These are all things to be thankful for. These are all things to enunciate to God and be thankful for. And you, we need to talk to the Lord about them. Don't just list them off. Talk to them. Yada with him. 
about them. And, and when you do that, I have no doubt that uh, Elder Denise taught this morning in a, in a threefold measure about wisdom. That was powerful. And the other time recently where there was a, uh, a speaking about wisdom in a threefold perspective, um, I, it, who knows that God, when you're, you're dying about these things, he may just take you down through the line of wisdom. He may speak to you personally. He may speak to you as someone he's training and developing. He may speak to you about what's coming and the mysteries that are coming. So be open to that. These things that God gave us were not just insights, even though they are. I love insights. I, I love to, to, to hear from God in new, new ways in his word. But these are active, uh, active deployment orders. You, you're being told, this is where I'm taking you. This is what I'm doing. Yes, sir. This is what is happening now. So act like it. Process it. And thank him for it. Thanks is the gateway into this provision. And so <clears throat> I, uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for this because you notice that over and over again, the one thread that united this all was his desire to partnership, his desire to partner with us in a greater way than, than ever before. And <clears throat> I'm so grateful, thankful for the way he covered and empowered us by the blood of Jesus. There was an activation of the blood of Jesus that was uh, exemplary and, and new facets of his blood were brought online and only God could do that only God could do that his riches are beyond our capability of understanding and there's so much in God that throughout eternity we're going to be seeing new things and learning new things built line upon line concerning the things that we've already grown in and so the the way that the blood of jesus came um, to us and covered us and still covered us is something that oh my goodness what a blessing and we've got to thank him for that we've got to thank him personally for that and you know even late last night i was battling against something and my initial responses as a man were not really good. It was just me for the Lord. And um, I just kind of, my, my dimension of my conscience that yet and still remained evil, it was just firing off. And I thought, how'd that channel get on there? Who turned over there? Get your hand off the dial. <laughs> Dion, stop messing with that dial. <laughs> I imagine, did you ride up front in between back before we had uh, have to all wear seat belts and stuff as the youngest? Yeah, I thought so. That's where I was too. And um, so my brothers would let me know, stop, stop doing that. So, um, but I had, I had to go back and say immediately, see, see, the words came out of my mouth. I was convicted. And I said, Father, forgive me. 
I should not have fired that off. I should not have reacted in that way. That is not pleasing to you. And I said, I ask for the blood of Jesus to cleanse and expunge all of that, to just get it out of there and let that sprinkling of the blood be upon my conscience so that whatever this strategy of the enemy is that drew that out of the recesses, cleanse me of that. Purge my conscience so that it is tobe and not raw. Purge my conscience so that it is kalos and not kakos. I don't even, I don't even want to, to be a potential purveyor of those kinds of things. And so, but the blood is just, has always been a, <laughs> what a blessing to us. But now God is using it in an expanded way. And we need to thank him for that. And as we thank him, He's going to teach us. He's going to speak to us because yada is not a one-way street. It is a conversation. And that's one of the main benefits of giving thanks in this way because he then can speak to you further concerning why he did this and what it is that, at least in this moment, he wants to expand upon and elaborate upon. So I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. I'm grateful for his word and the divine insights that are exponentially flowing out of this fountain of, of, of life. And I pray that that continues in each of us and that he will make his word not only alive, but life-giving within us and through us. And we need to give thanks for that I know we've been enjoying his word for a long, long time. I know God's been opening up the storehouses of his, of the, the hidden riches for a long time. But there is something new that God is doing with his word right now. And we need to thank him for it and open ourselves to receive it. Um, I'm grateful for the prophetic insights and the commune that God um, has just been pouring out this week. It seems to me that there's a heightened measure of the prophetic functioning among us. And you know, one of the things I love about it is not obtrusive. It's not, it's not invasive. It's, it's exhorting. It's building up. It's lifting up. It's stirring up. It's preparing us for where we're going and in, in the Lord. And, you know, I, I was thinking of this. You think about, we were able, thanks be to God, and I, I give all accolades to those who orchestrated this and who participated in it, but we were able to minister at the beginning of the week to young people, Swiss young people, who wanted to be here, but they were restricted from being here. But that ministry is extraordinary. I mean, and it touched their lives. And then on yesterday, the team ministered to Pastor Luciano's church in Sao Paulo. And that was powerful. You think about that. That, that, is, that is extraordinary to be able to, in a moment's notice, reach across the world and deliver prophetic words to our family. This is something that God is going to develop even more in these days that are coming. 
and we praise Him for it, for what's coming, but we thank Him for His eternal wisdom that He has brought us into. And so, Lord, just guide us now. Guide us in what we're to do. Guide us in how we're to do it. We're open to new ways. We want to tell the old, old story, but it doesn't have to be in the old, old way. We want to be proactive and creative, and we thank you for establishing that. We thank you for what is coming. Hallelujah. You know, so many things. I want to thank him for this, too, because, you know, I guess uh, whenever Sister Denise is here, I always, I always feel inclined to say the military stuff. Of course, your whole family's military. And, um, but, you know, I've heard that military is often hurry up and wait. And we've, we have done a lot of things over these past couple of years as a network, as people who are uh, in, in administration and in planning. And we got things ready, and then God says, okay, tap the brakes on it, stop. And, you know, I thought I was giving thanks to the Lord for that too because, you know, I kind of feel, I don't want to say guilty, you know, I bear a measure of responsibility for when the brakes are tapped and when we go. And I want to make sure that it's God that's Orca's pulling on the reins. I, you know, I pull the reins. And had we moved forward on things, we would probably have had to be revising based upon what's been happening now in this season and what's going to continue to morph and develop. And so um, we hurried up. We did our diligence, and we waited. That happens to me a lot. You know, I'll prepare messages, or I'll, you know, this, this Tethemi thing. I'll tell you about Tethemi. About a year and a half ago, I, I started writing a book on Tethemi. And I wrote several chapters and spent hours putting together flow patterns and groupings. And then God said, he didn't say, he stopped. And I said, Lord. This is not the way you normally do this because I know my routine. It's kind of like cooking with Dion in the kitchen. You got to do this, and you got to do this amount of time, and then you got to do this, and you got to do this, and you got to do this, and and, and so you're Lord, you're interrupting, you're interrupting my routine in your work. Are you okay? <laughs> so he said, stop, and I said, okay, because that was going to be something that was written for last fall. And God said, wait. And so I said, okay. And we didn't have any materials, even grace. I was working on this grace thing. And he said, stop, because it would have been perfect for the year of grace, at least I thought. But then all of a sudden, he said, okay, here's something you were missing. This is for this season. This is coming. Boom, boom, boom. And so we have to be sensitive and give thanks to the Lord because we can prepare we can fast, but it's still up to him. It's still, you know, sometimes I think about what the Apostle Paul was saying when the man of Macedonia appeared to him in the night and said, Boatheo, come over and teach us how to cry unto God. He, you know, we don't really look at the fact that Paul and his team had collected money. They were praying to go another direction. And God said, stop and come over here. Woo-wee, that's God. And I'm grateful that he's that way. God, just give us a sensitivity to hear you and follow. But thank God he went the other way because that impacted us. 
I mean, we might be getting missionaries from the, from the east coming to us right now because the church veered this way and uh, because of that. So I'm grateful for what God has given with his word. And uh, this partnership with our brothers and sisters, with the saints, this particular time, you know, it, we have no problem with this because we, we are integrated as far as the different cities, the different locations. We go out in ministry. We just pull as God directs people from, uh, who've been eating the same spiritual meat, and, you know, we go. But this week caused us to utilize our extended network family here in this place in ways that were more evolved or, or more, what's a good word, um, more developed. That's not even the word. Um, we used it in a different way. And I think that's going to be a prophetic thing, too. And so we thank God for that. And as we thank him for it, we notice it, we thank him, and we listen. That's the principle of Yada, And that's what I believe Solomon knew from David. That's, I believe, what Bathsheba instructed her son about David. And I think that, I think that that request that he made of God was because I, I'm, I know God wanted it, but I think he observed my dad with the, the many ways that he did wonderful things and the many ways that he failed. The one thing he never varied from was spending time with God, meditating and giving thanks, which is what we read up here on the screen. And so when he said, Mada, he said, I want to be able to give thanks. I want to be able to be trained. I want to be able to, to go forward. And, and I want it to be a very intimate thing with you, Father. And so that's why God said, you know, because you asked that, I want to give you everything. That's the key to everything. It, you see, hear this. It wasn't just because he asked that, I'm going to reward you because you could ask for these things. Look at it from this perspective. Because you ask that, it unlocks these other things. And see, that's a different way than many of us usually think about this. You know, we think, okay, he gave this noble answer, and God said, it's kind of like, the, you know, sometimes with the, with the little kids. You know, if they surprise you with an answer that seems very, that, that seems very selfless, you say, well, I'm just going to give this to you because you did this. I saw you give that quarter to that little boy who needed it, so I'm going to give you a dollar. You know, we think that, and that's good. But with God, Solomon was really saying, the key that unlocks these other things. I think it was a bit of both. But it, he gave the operative key that unlocks the doors to defeating the enemies and riches and wealth and strategy. And so this yada is something that Solomon understood. Sadly, the enemy came against him. And how did the enemy come against him? I'm, I'm obviously... I'm obviously on the wind here. <laughs> I think that we can learn a lesson with all of the good things that Solomon did, um, that there were propensities in iniquity that he, he was generationally uh, affected by, and he did not manage them well. And that was the doorway that the enemy used to pervert 
and to bring that hill of evil and Hinnom and uh, the valley of Hinnom and all of those idols that were set up. It just became a, an entry point and then he became deceived and then deluded by it. And so I would say that perhaps if he had continued, I'm not him, I wasn't there, but if he had continued to walk in this pathway of meditating and thanks that maybe he could have heard from God. It's a lot of it's common sense, but maybe he could have heard from God and said, don't do that. Don't do, you don't need all these other wives, political marriages, you don't need these concubines. And you know, really David failed in this way. Because at a time when kings went forth to war, David was in Jerusalem and he was lamenting the fact that he wasn't out on the front lines with Joab and with the other warriors. And instead of sowing in a deep down sowing of meditation in that moment, he began to gaze out on rooftops. And so he went after this beautiful woman. And um, that perhaps was a seed that then in the son of that union um, came to life. So I don't know why I'm saying this right now, but we need to be maintain meditation and thanksgiving that's the strength that's the core that gives the enemy uh over to us and so we as we thank god and commune with him then he speaks to us and brings us understanding and revelation and even the way that nathan the prophet came and uh rebuked david he didn't rebuke you notice that he didn't rebuke the king told that story and asked David to speak counsel to himself and when the king said that the only word of rebuke was thou art the man and so you know God wants to speak to us prophetically and and I think that God could easily have said to him this whole thing before it happened and he would have said okay I don't need to do this but, and I'm not faulting him. What I'm saying is we need to in, incorporate this developmental measure of wisdom and know that it's going, to, it's going to be in commune, it's going to be in development, and it's going to be then in the tasks of divine and heavenly mysteries. And if you fail in that first one, you might as well forget about the next two. You may be a... Uh, you may be a, an empty shell when you go forward and be doing the wrong thing. So thanks, this yada is important. I mean, important is a shallow word. It is imperative. It is vital. It is necessary. And without it, whew, we, we're going to miss the whole program. Now, I'm also thankful for the fact that in the midst of the enemy, God gave us this table. He prepared this table. He gave us this table. And we continue to dwell there and feast from this table. And we need to do what was spoken earlier this morning. <clears throat> we need to be that light. We need to be speaking the light. We were talking before Sunday school even. Dion and I were speaking we need to be looking for the opportunities to speak the light at all times, whether we're praying, 
whether we're communing with God, whether we're studying, whether we're counseling someone, whether we are prophesying, or whether we're just out and about in our limited capacity to be out right now, speak that word of light because that person that's out there, you may be directed. You know, Pastor L was talking about how he ministered to a, a person at the, at the hotel, at the front desk, and who knows the ramifications of that. So we need to know that there's a table presented before us in the presence of our enemy. And beyond that, in a, in a more intrinsic level, if you're there in your house or your apartment and you are, if you're there and you, your work is causing you to work from home and you're only seeing those four walls, take advantage of that. You know, I felt like I needed to say to our congregation you know, David said seven times a day, I'm going to come before God and I'm going to praise him. I'm going to thank him. I think we need to structure that. I think uh, I was inspired by what Sunday school class said today about uh, the progression of proscuneo in the morning and then studying and really making full advantage of these days. What are you going to do? Keep checking the box score of how many people are infected and how many people are dying. Don't just fuel yourself on that. You are what you eat. And so you spend time with God. Spend time with Him. Be meticulous with it. Take the appointments. Utilize what God has given you. This is a gift. You know, if last year somebody said, you know what, you don't really have to get up, crack and dawn, and go into the office today. You know, you don't have to deal. You can just, just work from home. So many people say, yes, that's wonderful. And now God's given it to you. Take full advantage of it. Be blessed. Be blessed and spend time with him. Um, let me see here. The capability of filling this. Oh, yeah. I'm so thankful that with every supposed restriction that was placed upon us this week, and um, I can say this from my own perspective because I was had one ear listening to what was the law and uh, another ear listening to the agenda that we had been given by God and my heart waiting on God for how to, how to be able to do all of that. And I'm so grateful for the way God led us and the way God led each of you, and that we were not stopped. We were, we were hindered in some ways, but we adjusted, and we overcame. And I'm thankful to the Lord for that, because he made a way where there seemed to be no way, didn't he? He did. And I'm thankful that so far, and this is the way it is, um, uh, everybody that needed to travel is going. <laughs> and some are on the road right now. A number are going to be at the airport today. You, those of you traveling, you may see some of them. Who knows? Maybe out of different airports. I don't know. But um, I, I'm very grateful for the Lord making, um, making that possible because, listen, from the from a uh, airline perspective I know that it's static right now it's it's scattered and so to be able to do this and 
to still accomplish what God wants is a miracle. God has helped us. And I'm thankful that he's kept everybody healthy and well. That blood of Jesus has covered us. I'm thankful that he's going to continue to do that. And as you travel and wherever you are, the blood of Jesus is upon you. And uh, we will not give place to fear, but we're going to be wise. But we are going to know that we're going to be all preserved. That's a, I thank God for that. I thank him for that. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, and I know when I'm thankful that for whatever is ahead in, in the agenda that God has given us for this year of wisdom, that God's going to make a way. We're not going to miss any appointment. We're not. And really, we have this so firmly rooted and grounded in our life that this mountain that's in front of us we're saying to it, be removed. Get out of the way. And this is, this is a mountain, but it goes back to, again, that phrase that Elder Denise said earlier. You know, the anointing is going to determine the duration of the process. Whatever God is wanting to do through this odd moment, he's going to do it. And so we might be, you know, I've been asking God, you know, God, just squash this thing. Stop it. Let it be so miraculous that people say, oh, it just went away. And, and I, you know, as I prayed and made that declaration, I thought, Lord, did I not do it right? Why hasn't it happened yet? And I just happened to know that it is going to happen, just as many of you said, but it's going to be in God's duration. So we believe. Yeah, we believe. And we're not going to miss any appointments. We, we cannot. We cannot. You know, yesterday uh, in the late afternoon, well, I forget what time it was. I, I knew I needed to get on the treadmill. So I did. And I, I thought, Lord, what would you want me to watch? Because usually I watch some kind of a uh, a historical thing or some kind of a thing, you know, so I could be kind of like in school. So I watched this program about these people uh, that just this past few months went into Manaus, and it was on the Smithsonian Channel. And they were talking about, um, and I pled the blood over this, but they were talking about in so many of these cities that during the rubber boom, uh, were erected by Europeans largely and how that once the rubber boom went away those cities have become ghost towns and overgrown and even the Brazilian Navy would take their their battleships up the Amazon and do target practice on those cities but what's happened is that with all of the oppression and all of the cruelty that went on in those in eliminating indigenous tribes and, and enforcing slave labor, um, they have a lot of manifestations that are going on throughout all that basin right now, demonic manifestations. And so this Smithsonian team went. It wasn't ghost hunters. It was people with uh, thermal cameras and people that were, were scientists that wanted to discover what's really going on here. And so they were talking about 
how that um, there's such a base of spiritism there and there's been such bloodshed and and they even said you know these, these some of these spirits they say these shamans would say inhabit the very rocks and they they do these different things and so I thought Lord I'm watching this and I wouldn't I wouldn't be watching these ghost hunter shows that's not what this was they were trying to verify uh, specifically from a scientific perspective and I thought Lord you're you've commissioned us to go right in the center of that in July and I have no doubt that some of the attacks and assignments we've been dealing with are the enemy knows we're coming the angelic forces when we were down there this last time those angel armies that came in one of the things is that area and so I just began to thank God that we were going to accomplish everything he said to do and I thanked him for whatever it was that he was showing me at that really odd moment and uh, and I, I know that as we are continuing to fast and pray and that's just one thing. That's just one thing. There's a whole, there's a plethora of them that God has laid out. So I'm thanking him for that assignment, and I am communing with him as to what we need to do to be prepared. And so I know this mountain has got to be removed because we have an assignment from the Lord, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's interesting, this business of communing with God. It really is a supplication. It really is a fellowship. And it's not just, see again, it's not simply getting a prophetic word or hearing somebody say, thus says the Lord, I believe this. Those are helpful, but those should be peripheral. They can be strategic, but that can't be the basis of what you do. I mean, you've got to be ready. You are the partner you are the one that's assigned as a son to represent the throne other things are a here a little there a little a word in season but those should be applied to the core of your strength in God they shouldn't be the basis of your strength in God and so it's it's imperative as we're seeking God for continued refining and defect and, and and not defection but reflection and insight that we keep that core of yada strong and thanks is is one of the ways that that's going to happen so and there are a lot of other things that um, God is wanting us to thank him for there are personal things that God has done for you as individuals and for me that I need to really give thanks for because that again is the gateway to the fuller measure of dominion and success for his kingdom so without that we we have to make time to do it I think those seven times a day with David was an appointment that he would not break and I do believe as as we are here on this Sunday morning that I want to say to my congregation that we need to each one of you need to find out a time seven times a day to meet with God now we've done this before you know I, I figured out the, the the time the waking hours 
and and we figured out how often we should do this but david never said that it had to be um, equally spread out he just said seven times a day and i think that helps us to be led of the spirit the way my nights have been i know that at least a couple of those times a day are happening at maybe 2 30 like this morning four o'clock was one of them and uh and then, of course, then you go through the deal. You say, okay, Lord, now normally I'm going to get up this morning at 5.15. Now it's 4 o'clock. I'm afraid of 5. Do you want me? I, 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 and as soon as I started asking, do you want me to try to go back to sleep, which I knew I couldn't do? I'm just going to take the, this time, and then I'm going to go at that time, and, and then I'm going to get up. I, I'm just up. <laughs> that, that, that was a, I'm trying to tell you what I was thinking when I just woke up. We need to do this. We need to take advantage of what God's given us and utilize it. Don't view it from a, oh, I'm restricted. Oh, this is awful. I can't go out, you know. Uh, I, I, I think we need to view it and come, emerge from this with a gold mine. Amen? Turn it for the good. This is a unique opportunity. And anything that's unique that comes upon the scene, we need to look at it and say, God, how do you want to turn this and develop it for the good? And be that kind of proactive person. So I'm believing that um, this thanks is something that God wants us to really embrace and to, to, uh, to do. So um, I just, I, I have my uh, outline here on my phone, and I uh, just got, I'm getting texts from a lot of folks. Um, this comes, I'll read it to you. This is just good. I got this from Teresa Smith. Arrive safely back in Tucson. Thank you for your prayers. I haven't read this, so if there's something that is personal, I won't read it. Jerry's on the way to pick us up at the rental car place, and um, we, will, we will just continue to give thanks to the Lord. So we thank God for that. I know that Noah Terrell was able to arrive safely, and I know that uh, Dwelling House is taking off today, and I know that the Sparrows and their contingent are taking off today. Pastor Falladin is going tomorrow up to Michigan, and uh, Pastor Luciano is going to be going back tomorrow to Brazil, and Yawali is going to do whatever Yawali does and Julia is going to be with us for a few days uh, and we're just really asking God for clarity as to any change that needs to be made but everybody's well and everybody's good and so let's um, let's be um, let's I just declare over the things that God has done that we would not lose any one of them and even the things that he's done that maybe we didn't recognize the depth of what he gave that that would become ever more clear to us in the hours that are ahead as we um, as we deliberate before you in thanks and I declare a word of thanks for the safe travels of those who have been already traveling 
And I want to thank you, Father, for making a way for everyone else that is traveling and for you're the greatest travel agent of all. You are working this for the good. And you're, you're covering, your blood is upon every one of our people, our, every one of our saints' family, that we are <clears throat> we're blessed and we're healthy and we're well and we're supplied. And Father, I just thank you for all the good things that you have done. I'm reminded of that Andre Crouch song, To God Be the Glory for the things he has done. How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, but you came. You came to show your love to me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe it all to you. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory for the things He has done. With His blood, He has saved me. With His power, He has raised me. To God be the glory for the things you have done. What a song. And we, we, we declare that in our lives today. And Father, we just want to thank you for this. Now, I know I've just made declarations. But I'm, I'm going to do an audible up here. I'm going to ask Pastor L if you would come and you can pray a conclusion over this, not just this time, but this week, or anything you want to declare, it's, it's yours. Could you, would you do that, brother? This is a suddenly. This is, this is an out of season, but it's really in season. Thank you, Apostle. Appreciate it. Hallelujah. Most holy and righteous Father, eternal God and King, we are, we're thankful. We're grateful. We're appreciative. We give you the glory and the honor that's due your righteous name. For you are God and God alone. You are sovereign. You are Adonai, the God most high. And Lord, we give you thanks not because of what you've done, but because of who you are. Because of who you are. We give you thanks, O oh Lord. Lord, you've been better to us than we could have ever have been to ourselves or to anyone else. And so, Father, we say thank you. We declare and decree, Lord, over each and every station, each and every satellite station that flows out of this base here in Dallas, Texas, the Father's Church, the Saints Network, that, Lord, that you would begin to move through and touch the individual communities, the territories, that which we have received in knowing you and the degree in which we know you, that we would know you more. We come to know you on a different level. 
and that you would train us on that level. That you would bring forth revelation on that level. And from there, oh God, we would go forth and do what you've commissioned us to do. Lord, we seal everything that's been said, sung, prophesied, declared, witnessed this week. We seal it by the blood of the Lamb. And Lord, I say this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. It doesn't matter what comes our way. Because you're in it. And because you're in it, oh God, we're in you. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And we will say unto the Lord that he is our refuge. He is our God, and him, and him alone will we trust. So, Father, we thank you for this week, this week of wisdom. And all that you have brought to pass, all that you have established to go forth around the world. We say thank you, Lord. 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 Lord, I declare that as we say thank you, it's like arrows being shot out. Rays and rays of arrows being shot out to, to, to destroy the works of the enemy, to pierce the things that need to be pierced targeted things. Thank you, Father. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we say thank you. Amen. Amen.